0: In this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, I'm joined by Sam Robertson and Louise Reid, and we are talking about the problem of independent spirits and unproven prophetic voices on social media platforms and the damage that is doing to the prophetic movement. Join us in this episode of What the Prophets Say. Hello, loyal listeners, and welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say from here in the heart of Glasgow City in Scotland. I'm joined by the Scottish prophet that is Mr. Sam Robertson, the Irish prophet that is Mrs. Louise Reed, and myself also from Ireland, Emma Stark. You are so welcome. We are glad that you have given us your time and your energy and your heart to hear the word of the Lord that is coming from this Celtic warfaring city, a city city made for war, a city of breakthrough and overcoming and a place of miracles. Sounds like you will need to come and visit. Absolutely. How are you, Sam?
1: Yes, good. Excited after that introduction. I Excited know. for the conversation. Yeah. You set us up for some good chat there. How are
2: you, Louise Reed? I'm very good. How's your cold? It's getting better every moment. Excellent. Yes. That's what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. We do not like snottery profits. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am a sign and a wonder. Right, I well, don't know what it's saying, but there you go. I, right. right. Okay. Should we? I don't yes. know quite what the right thing to say now is. Going from strength to strength. Glory oh right. To glory, okay. Yes. Healing yes. to healing. Healing
0: to healing. Yes. Out of snot into
2: clear. Better breath. out than in. <laughs> this is that's a deliverance yes. term, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So. Okay. <laughs> On that note. Moving swiftly
0: on Yeah, people. I think that's it. Yeah. That's it. Right. We are on a bit of a trajectory here. We've been enjoying ourselves. I hope you have as you journey with us. Looking at the world of the prophetic movement and the journey into this great, robust, righteous purity that we want to embrace, but understanding that there are traps to our left and our right. And mm-hmm. we've spent the last few episodes looking at the movement against community or spirits in the air of offense and betrayal and our peculiar fascinations with it, with personal ministry rather than the movement of the corporate. Mm-hmm. And so today we're coming to talk about something that's very relevant And it is this rise that we are seeing through the vehicle of social media. But what we're finding here is that we have the growth of unproven vessels who look like they carry as much authority as actually quite senior, tested by fire leaders. And so we're getting this compare and contrast of things that should never be compared, or made to be equal, Mm -hmm. that you're firing one prophetic word down with another prophetic word. Now, not that God doesn't speak through the immature because God speaks through a donkey in scripture, Mm -hmm. but that the fact that we are then seeing the danger that we want to hit today of character development not being in place, And being hidden from us because of the social media presence with no other information Mm -hmm. about them Mm -hmm.
2: around
0: them. And I think that goes into this place of the best of us comes from alignment and relationships and mothering and fathering and the sense of membership is not the word I want to use, but the coalescing together Mm -hmm. in proven track records of relationships Mm -hmm. that give you a credibility Mm -hmm. within the public space. And the sense now of us not really talking about that and just celebrating when somebody has impact and influence, but actually not saying that impact and influence isn't pure or isn't mature mm-hmm. or needs to be tested with a stronger uh, uh, sense of weighing because they're, they're not in proven relationships. Now, I think, you know, my children have had exceptional prophetic words, exceptional prophetic words that we cover be- and because there's known connection with us or yeah. known connection yeah. with those who have ordained David and I. And here we're in this soup of revelation, and the problem is that we could fall into the pit of not valuing maturity yeah, yeah. and process and mature relationships, mm-hmm. and where that takes us to, even like, I mean, Sam, you're in your 20s, yeah. but you have very clear lines of relationship and connection Absolutely. that mean that you become trustworthy Absolutely. because there's framework around about you. Mm-hmm. Same for David and I mm-hmm. in Absolutely. context with Bishop Bill Hammond and Christian International, mm-hmm. which is our spiritual family mm-hmm. tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. And I think the the whole thing of overnight success, of overnight fame that you can see or overnight mm-hmm. influence mm-hmm. is that we can then fall into the trap where we equate followers with authority we equate followers and numbers with maturity and we assume because they're well liked or well followed that there is something that they have to bring that is of maturity or of 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 worth and it's not that it's just because they have we're not saying the opposite just because they have followers don't trust or just because there is. I think my concern as well is this it's for the people watching, but also for those in the overnight success place. When you have not got a proven journey and a structure around you, that can that level of influence can only last so long until it begins to crack and break yourself yeah. because mm-hmm. the character is not there to hold influence. Yeah. And we have yeah. to be better at promoting. Process, And I do think this hits at a cultural undertone, whereas particularly charismatics and particularly prophets, mm-hmm. we are very process avoidant and we prophesy yeah. words that are process avoidant. You know, when do you ever hear a prophet stand up and say, God is going to call you? but there's going to be a seven-year journey and actually things are going to go quite mm-hmm. slow as he tests and he measures you. And and actually there's some processes of daily life that he's going to put mm-hmm. you through, whereas instead it's, it's now, it's now, it's now, it's now, it's now. And I do think this uh, idea even of instant success and if I post a word and mm-hmm. put some money behind it, then I'll get my dream call of being known in ministry mm-hmm. is, is exposing an inner an, a wrong inner desire for a, an avoidance of process and for instant just for instant mm. results,
2: yeah, and a bit of instant gratification. Yeah, I mean, I think there are real. I mean, we have to learn. Like, social media is neither good nor bad. Yeah. It is what it what it yes. is, and we need to somehow have. Uh, see the redemptive purpose in it because, my goodness, there are things that can go across the world in a flash and we are blessed and enriched by that Mm -hmm. and and hallelujah for that. But it does seem as if there is something about the social media platforms Mm -hmm. where it becomes um, observational spirituality, Mm -hmm. where um, actually people, overnight success or they're not tried and tested, but actually they are almost performing for the world yeah. and the world actually, silly enough, are taken in and, yeah. and eaten up. And then there's this observational spirituality rather than actually having our own walk and relationship with with God. And. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it almost becomes like reality TV, yeah. you know, where we're, we're we're just watching. And there's a real danger yeah. with that. And we, we, I don't know, I don't know what the answers are to this, but somehow the encouragement actually for even anybody who's listening, who has teenagers, or mm-hmm. if you are a teenager and this is where you're you're yeah. walking this, before you walk in too far, make sure that you're processes of connection, Mm. alignment, your spiritual parenting, etc. Your covering is in place because it's like a sword. Wield it well. If you don't wield it well, it will kill you. And I
0: think there's a gentle discernment, not this harsh critique, but a gentle discernment that I would want to encourage. If you can't find easily the set of alignments or relationships Mm -hmm. from that uh, media personality Gently ask more probing questions before you just say yes. That's a word for me.
2: Yeah.
0: Because what I don't want us is for us to be misled by out of time revelation that we didn't have the gentle discerning Uh, I've been doing a fair bit of research in. um, I've not preached it yet because I'm still sitting in the research place Uh, although we've talked a little bit over time about the decline of the West Mm -hmm. and the decline of Western empires, British empires and the decline of America's place in the world and that's not about necessarily a a criticism or an anti-nation place but it's just about how par moves around the world, and that different players and different nations uh, rise at different times by their uh, size sometimes, by their financial and economic power, and that that power always is moving around the planet. And we're going to see, obviously, we know the rise of the global south. We're already in the ascendancy of Asia. And for those of us who are Westerners, you know, we struggle a little bit with those kind of concepts because we, M- misthink that that means God doesn't love our nations, which is not uh-huh. true. God loves all of our nations mm-hmm. and all of our peoples, but that we've led for years, and is 1,500 years of leadership not enough for us? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and actually, then God's God brings different um, emphasis Absolutely. that different nations hold, who rise in ascendancy, who bring forth different truths. Now, what I'm fascinated about the Western context is this. Our dominant questions are what's your name and what do you do? Yeah. 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 And they're very individual questions. That if I can hear what you do, I'm an influencer, yeah. I'm a doctor, I'm a whatever, I'm an author, I'm a broadcaster. What do you do seems to satisfy and seems to give the context that we like about a person. Mm -hmm. Whereas there are other cultures where that question is just not asked. Mm -hmm. And the question is, where are you from? Not in terms of some ugly sourcing of ethnicity like it's a wrong racial question, but where are you from in terms of, can I cite a set of relationships? Your family. Tell tell me about your family. Tell me about the dynamic that raised you. Tell me about the connections in your life. And so you can tell very easily, you know, when I'm sitting like with my Singaporean friends, they don't ask me what I do. Apart from the fact that it's kind of evident because they've employed me to do what I do. But their questions are all about, do you know so-and-so? Yeah, and yeah. have you worked with? And what connections do you have? And sometimes that can feel, to a Western mindset, quite invasive. Yes. But the questioning is not to catch you out. And the questioning is not a wrong conversation about your skin color but the questioning is who are you what? connected to because of the value vast- you of those level of and the understanding that you don't perform well in in a vacuum or isolated and we have got to think about those international cultural perspectives and say what can I learn from that am I getting too much about this is what I do and this is who I am and you jolly well need to accept it and you need to embrace because God has given me a call and then you have lost all of the tempering of me being able to say to you, Sam, where do you come from? Yeah, totally. And and don't mean and I don't mean where you Glasgow. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't mean Glasgow. Where do you come from? Yeah. Meaning, tell me about your family. Yeah,
1: tell me yeah. about who's around you. Yeah. Who yes. do you relate? who do you relate yeah. to, Where's yes. your, where where do you belong in that sense of, of your sending and of yeah. your family and of your community and I think it is invasive to us because we like to put our function first, how we function, what we do is where we get our value from rather than who we belong to and yes. who we are a part of and the structures and alignments that we are a part of and I do think you know talking about overnight success that is exposing our lack of good alignments, this brings us back round the circle that I think we're we're talking about a lot in this season about how relationships matter and how now I mean they've always mattered but there is a particular emphasis that if we want to be this pure profit movement this pure prophetic company that relationships are the place where we are are we then live out a process mm-hmm. that gives us authority. We live out a journey that gives us an ability to speak. And I remember years ago, it was probably my first solo kind of ministry trip to the States. And it was part of a, a gathering of younger prophets who'd come from around the world. Oh, yes. It was years I got... ago. I was probably 21. I was the youngest in the room. It was a young and gathering of prophets. I remember. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was the youngest by about 10 years. And um, it was great just relating and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I remember I sat with... Um, Oh, a really well-known worship leader um, who was a father in the room, um older guy mm. who'd led mm. in Toronto and different places. And he went round the circle. Mm. And um, I mean, great people there. But he asked the question, how how can you guys come here and speak with so much authority? Because he mm. noticed that we yeah, spoke yeah. with authority. Uh-huh. And it was interesting how different people cited where they got their authority from. Well, I've been doing this for this many years. Or, yeah. I've mm. you know, I went to this oh, school. Oh, and yeah. I remember mm. I said, and not to I was not on trumpet or anything, of them but just i threw something different out which was well i speak with authority because i know that i'm covered and i know Mm -hmm. that back in scotland david and emma and the structure there have sent me and Mm. i come here not to visit and i come here not as a visitor but Mm -hmm. i come here sent from a space and it actually opened up this whole conversation Mm -hmm. about how yes there might be skill and yes, there might be talent and yes, there might be, you know, years Mm -hmm. of experience and yes, there might be a forceful Scottish accent that sounds authoritative in a moment but authority ultimately was recognised, well certainly he Mm recognised on me a different sort of authority because I cited my authority, my ability to Mm -hmm. influence in a space that I was unknown in, I would no one knew who I was at that time, had any idea who I was because I was so secure in the fact Mm -hmm. that I was sent from a people from a family and that for me when I now travel a lot people are saying you're young but you speak with authority you're young you speak as someone older than your you know beyond Mm -hmm. your years I get that a lot but actually for me the reason is Mm -hmm. not experience the reason is woven into me is that I am sent from a people when I go in those yeah, places. Yeah. And when I stand on a platform, I am aware of while I may be the only one there, I can feel the covering and yeah. I can feel the belonging and the alignment around me that allows yeah. me to then be yeah. who I'm meant to be in a moment.
2: That, But that's a key yeah. word that, that Sam yeah. just said there because you said about authority. I speak with authority. Yeah. Why? Why? because I'm under authority. Totally. I'm in yeah. alignment. alignment. I mean, the, how biblical is this? Yes, yeah, like in, the centurion talking totally, to Jesus. Yeah. yeah yes, he could operate because of he knew the order of things. Yeah. And you're talking about foundations, you're talk, talking about flow, you're talking about generational yeah. flow. Um, this is biblical precedent and this is yeah. the way that God wants it. And this actually allows for spiritual security. Yeah. Because we're not acting alone. We know where we come from and we know Absolutely. We know who who we are and, and what what has has formed us and Emma when you're saying about people asking you questions you know um I mean really the question I think people want uh-huh. to know is what has made you the manner of person that you are yes yeah. what what was put into you and um, from yes. whom and who are they because people see things and that's why they they want to know yeah. which is very challenging when we're looking at harvest and, yes. w- and a mass of, of new believers who may not have that and finding the new structure and the new mm. wineskin that's going to give them parenting, spiritual parenting, yes. spiritual alignment that's good because God's not going to withhold from anybody. He, yeah. you know He, he, he will provide that's it, good. but really challenging mm. for, for the
0: new day. Yeah. I suppose what you're saying is really a quote from Amos who says, I'm not... You know, I wasn't born a prophet and and I'm not the son of a prophet. Was he not a a beekeeper or something? I can't remember. Uh, But the sense of Amos, we need to double check. Where did I get beekeeper from? Somebody Google because it's coming to my head. Where Amos quotes who he's not. In other words, I, I was plucked from obscurity and I wasn't grafted in. And... Uh, uh, but now I am. Yeah. Now God has grafted me in. So if there's no family lineage, we don't Amos fret. 7. Amos seven. Can you read it to yeah, us, so just we get the right that. quote? Yeah. Because I don't want to give it. him a job that he didn't have.
1: Yes, um, Amos seven. Let me find it. Mm-hmm. Seven. Here
0: we go. This is li- this is live with yeah. our Bibles open um, in front yeah. of us.
1: Then Amos answered and said 14. to uh, Amaziah, "Is that how you yeah. pronounce his yeah. name? Isn't uh-huh. it? Yep. I was no." prophet nor a prophet's son but I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore figs but the Lord took me from the flock and the Lord said to me go prophesy to my people Israel now therefore hear the word of the Lord so the
0: dresser of the sycamore is is a beekeeper and and because (laughs) <laughs> how do I know this this is because we went to uh, uh, we've been to Israel and led some tours to Israel over the years we should do that again but same as Zacchaeus up a sycamore tree mm. and because of the pollination issues that oh, part of the right. world they would they would have men who would pollinate the trees okay. on Baha- uh, to, to, to keep to keep bees yeah. anyway there we go that's a, a <laughs> so s- that's what he did, that's but what that's
1: he, a, did. he was right. not but a prophet but he listen was, to that he, pollin- he
0: pollinated yeah. sycamore
2: trees yeah, yeah. But isn't that a fantastic encouragement for anybody who's listening who doesn't have that heritage? Actually, when the Lord's call is there... Yes, but
0: in all of that Amos concept, he's moved from, Mm -hmm. I suppose, very much like the tick, can we say Amos, the TikTok of our day? Maybe not. (laughs) But finding himself in a place of prominence, authority, being listened to, and having to give an account of his lineage, but then finding that there is a journey to be grafted into relationships. And the absolute importance to do that. I think this is tough, and I think it's tough because it goes against the instinct of the way. Western culture and we don't we are not in essence teachable and I don't know how much we can grade nations is it any is it helpful for us to do but if you were to grade your nation in terms of its teachability where (laughs) would you score your land and this is right at the at the root of this that actually to be grafted in and to tell you where I came from or to find fame by yourself and then have to go and look like Amos did for a grafted in place where you can be mutually submissive requires a teachable yeah. spirit and our nations are not prone to that by default mm-hmm. Is which, which is the most teachable nation? Surely the most teachable nation in the world is the nation that God can bless yeah. and put great glory in totally. because because the people are teachable and yielded to one another. Yeah. Are there nations that God has to say, because of your elitism, because of your unteachability, because you feel you lead and you have nothing more to learn, or your portion in the in the family or the table of nations is to be the dominant nation. How, ca- how can I give yeah, you glory. great glory? Yeah. Because there's no ability for you to be iron that sharpens iron. Really you feel dominant because you're unteachable. And so all of that is what woven into the, I suppose, the ugliness that we are nigh at where people of Western inclination are in prominent places, but with teachability alignment, uh, submission, they are unproven vessels, not that we necessarily mind your yeah. beginning days because yeah, we yeah. don't despise the days of small beginning, but if you are not connected, you're going to have to answer before God Why?
1: Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> Amen. So that was very strong, <laughs> yes, <laughs> suddenly, wasn't it? Was Amen. Amen. A Amen. great that sermon was great. there. Yeah. Great sermon. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. My daughter is in the room listening. And uh, I'm just going to look over. In fact, my daughter and my son are there. Hello, Jessica, lovely. She's away. I don't know whether she's been listening. She's typing away in her computer. But it's difficult for your generation, isn't it? She's nodding and smiling at me. Because the value is not connection mm-hmm. in that way. The yeah. the value is independence. Well, thank you for joining us. This is a this is a conversations we need to have yes, with our young it. people, and actually not to have this as heavy handed discipline, no. but to have this as oh my, imagine yeah. what God could do yeah.
1: with you. Let's do better. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Imagine yeah. the glory of God yeah. that can come to rest on you. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! Well, thank you very much for joining us for that this episode mm-hmm. of What the Prophets Say. We're continuing this theme. I hope you're enjoying yeah. yes these rip roaring conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in a couple of episodes, just a wee teaser, you and I, Louise, are going to talk about hormones. <laughs>
2: Hormones
0: from heaven or hell. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: Hormones in hormones ministry.
0: Hormones in ministry. We really are. Let's go there. I think a couple of episodes time. So keep coming back, just my friends. There's a carrot dangled. Is that the right way
2: to say it? You've said it now.
0: I've said it yeah. now. All right. We'll see you in the next episode of What the Prophets Say. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. If you would like to go deeper with us, you would be very welcome to join our network, the Global Prophetic Alliance. You can find that at propheticscots.com where we have a comprehensive training program to lead you into deeper realms of the Spirit of God and encounter. If you feel a call in a pull to deliverance ministry, you can download my latest e-course, which is a comprehensive overview view of getting people free from demonic oppression you'll find that at demonbusting.com join us on these different platforms for more interaction with emma stark sam robertson and the gpa team